This is episode 13 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and we have one question. Were we too early in counting out the Patriots? They're probably going to dab on everyone this year. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and we hope you had a great weekend. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to do something a little bit different. We've shifted our segments around to keep them in a logical order, and we're going to kick things off with uh, our return to play segment. Do you want to get us started? Yeah, absolutely. The NWSL Challenge Cup kicked off on Saturday with both of our teams winning. Uh, North Carolina Courage opened the tournament with a 94th minute winner over Portland, and the Washington Spirit beat the Chicago Red Stars 2 1. We'll have a rivalry match on Wednesday as the Washington Spirit and the North Carolina Courage square off. Yep, very exciting. Uh, it was cool to have them uh, win pretty much right at the end of the match to get the tournament started. Um, the NHL held their draft lottery on Friday, and a mystery team won. So that means one of the teams in the play-in round of the playoffs is going to have the number one overall pick in the draft. Do you like this, or do you think the first pick should like go to a team that missed the playoffs? What are your thoughts? Well, I'll be honest, I don't know that much about hockey, but I think the first pick should go to a team that doesn't make the playoffs, just to create some parity. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a weird year and a weird circumstances for sure. But I think it would have been better off to just have a lottery with the teams that missed the playoffs and then have a second lottery to determine, like, you know, picks 8 through 15 for the rest of the teams. So Liverpool, they've already won the Premier League with seven matches left to be played. Uh, Right now they have 86 points. So um, do you think they'll beat the century mark and set a points record? Uh, Yeah, so as you mentioned, they only need... uh, 14 points to tie the record that is at 115 to beat it. Uh, That's some pretty manageable manageable matches down the stretch. Aston Villa, Brighton. I think they could definitely pull it off. There could be some challenges because they play at City on Thursday, I think. And then um, they play at Arsenal and at Chelsea. So it won't be easy, but I think they could do it. Yeah, I agree. I think at City's definitely a toss-up. Like you said, Aston Villa, Brighton, Burnley. At Arsenal, probably should be a win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal comes out and uh, does an upset and then at Newcastle, they should win that. So, yeah, yeah, I think they can for sure do it. Mm-hmm. So golf has been back for three weeks. Daniel Berger, Webb Simpson, and Dustin Johnson have been the winners in these three weeks back. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching the PJ Tour every Sunday, giving me sports to watch, you know, besides soccer, which I love soccer, but I don't know, I've become very interested in golf these past few weeks. <laughs> yeah. It surprised me, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, same here. I don't know if it's just, you know, a lack of other sports or maybe I just actually like golf. I don't know. For sure. Yeah, so the WNBA, they're still on pace to return in Florida next month. Although several players have chosen to sit out the season for health or social reform reasons. Um, do you like this? Uh, I mean, I like it. I think um, what's really nice is that it gives players who were drafted and then um, cut from their teams without having a practice with them because of the coronavirus and facilities being shut down. 
because of players opting out, it gives those players who were cut a chance to make a name for themselves. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's nice to the WNBA to be accommodating for all of this. And you had a very good point about, uh, yeah, you said a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our first of two big return-to-play topics, the NBA schedule has been released. Games are going to get started on July 30. Each team has eight games and 16 days in which to play them. So do you like the idea of playing regular season games instead of jumping right into the postseason? It makes sense. I get why they're doing it. But I'm not really a fan of it. I kind of like the, the idea of them just jumping into the playoffs. Especially when you have a team like, I'm picking on the Washington Wizards, it's kind of a local team for me. The Wizards, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, they are, they're just not a good team. Yes, they score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. They're, oh gosh, what's their record? I think they have 20, 20 and, I don't know. It's pretty bad. That's all <laughs> I know. And, yes, they're only five and a half games out, but in a weaker East Conference, there's not a playoff team, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I understand why the NBA is, you know, having some games to, you know, just get teams back into the swing of things and iron out anything, get players, you know, back to normal. But I feel like this could have also been accomplished with just scrimmages between teams before the playoffs get started. Yeah, so the Wizards are 24 and 40. Oh my. Um, and the, look at the Western Conference standings right now. And it looks like the ninth place team for them is 29 and 37. It's not actually that far off. Mm -hmm. But the 8th place team is 32 and 33. So that's like a 500 team. And that's like 6 games, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. So that's, that's a little far off, I feel like. It'd be yeah. nice to just jump into the postseason. So do you like the idea of a 8C versus 9C playing game? Um. So how this is going to work for the NBA... If the eighth seed has a four-game lead at the end of the season, they're going to get the spot. That will most likely happen in the case of the Eastern Conference and those Washington Wizards. But if it's less than four games, the eight and nine seeds are going to have a uh, play-in game to get in. So I don't really like it that much. I think it's just extra games. They're already cramming a lot into a relatively short time. Uh, only five eight seeds have ever beaten a one. So really, I think it's just two teams competing for the honor to get smashed by the Bucks or the Lakers. So really, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I agree. I Overall, I think it's necessary. But I think now is the year that eight seeds have the best chance to upset a one seed because you know, teams aren't used to playing each other. And maybe the top teams, the Bucks, Lakers, will rest their best players. And so once I finally get on the court, maybe it'll be a little rusty. Uh, maybe it's just an optimist in me saying that. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think we won't be super surprised if an 8CB won this year. So which matchup are you the most excited about in this modified regular season? Probably Clippers-Lakers, honestly. I know it can't be in L.A., but a rivalry game is a rivalry game. And that's why I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. They've produced a couple of classics so far, so this one should be good. 
Um, I'm going to choose a different one, though. I'm going with the Bucks versus the Rockets. Um, it's sort of turned into a rivalry with uh, Giannis versus James Harden because they were both saying how they deserve the MVP. And then last year, Giannis threw a ball into James Harden's face by accident. So I think it could be a good game. It's fairly early in the, uh, in the new regular season, so it'll be interesting to see. Which team are you most curious to see return? I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. They were really good at home this year. They went 29-2, and and I think one of those losses was to the uh, Lakers, so, so that's forgivable. But they were terrible on the road, 10-24. and That's not good. So I'm really interested to see how they play on a neutral court. Will they be a 500 team as they, you know, sort of average out to be? Or will they perform differently? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious to see how the Wizards do. Mainly because I, I actually really do want to see them do well. To win out of the 24 games so far and be a chance to make the playoffs, that's awesome. Right, yeah. It's not something that happens every year. So, so hopefully they do well. Um, so how do you think games on a neutral court are going to impact the play of the NBA? Yeah, uh, well, uh, our math wizard did the calculations for us, and home teams won 55.1% of the games this year. That's the NBA. That's higher than other leagues, like the NFL, MLB, NHL. I don't know. I don't think it will have that much of an impact, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think the better team's just going to win. Right, um, yeah. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. Home court is kind of important in the NBA more so than any other league. But, uh, but yeah, when it comes down to it, it probably will just be, like you said, the best team that wins. Yeah, I'm sure we'll ask this again as the playoffs you know, get closer. But before everything starts, what is your finals pick? I am going to go Lakers versus Raptors. I feel like, you know, the Raptors might pull it together. I mean, Nick Nurse is perfect as a head coach when it comes to winning championships. 100% winning percentage. So so maybe he takes them back, and I think that'd be a good matchup. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the classic Bucks lakers Giannis is fantastic. Arguably the MVP, unless you ask James Harden. But, <laughs> uh, and then the Lakers, they're really deep. I can see them definitely making the playoffs. Plus, they have LeBron. He's in the finals almost every year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm going Bucks lakers So, second big topic in return to play for what seems like at least the third time. It's time to discuss the return of baseball. And I mean, as much as I make fun of it, I am really happy that it's coming back and we have some sports in the summer. Yeah, so the plan is to have a 60-game season. What are your thoughts on having that few games? I love it. I don't know about you, but every year I'm an Orioles fan, so we're pretty much out of the running by the All-Star game. So at the end of July, I have to pick a new team to bandwagon on for a 60-game stretch, and that's really entertaining. So I think just a 60-game season, I'll be able to stick with you know one team for the whole time. Hopefully yeah. the Orioles show up. Yeah, on the flip side, such a short season, you could bandwagon a new team like every week. <laughs> <laughs> Good plan. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Sometimes 
over the course of a season, it's like, wow, it's 162 games and we're only 50 in. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, kind of, my interest starts to wane until the All-Star break. Um, but yeah, I love it. I, I think it'll be exciting. Each game will matter that much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's about the same length of a college baseball season. I, I don't know for certain about that, but but maybe that'll you know go against any arguments that it's not long enough. So how this season is going to work, there are 10 games versus each division opponent, and then 20 games against the opposite regional division. So the AL and NL East would play AL and NL Central, etc. Do you like this structure? It makes sense why they're doing it. And I understand that some fans will will enjoy it. As an Orioles supporter, I'm kind of salty about it. I'm, you know, the NL East is pretty tough, not including the Marlins. <laughs> and I think that's the only team. I mean, I'd love to see us beat the other teams, but Nationals, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braves, they have young talent. Mets... I mean, I guess we could beat the Mets, but they have Pete Alonso. That's he true. Fantastic. And there's one other team I'm forgetting. I Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Harper. But that's the only player in the Phillies I know. Maybe that's just my lack of baseball knowledge <laughs> or the Phillies as a whole. But yeah, I think I, I like it. I like it. It makes it easy to schedule. And um, it keeps teams in the same geographic area, which is good for travel. So I, I support it. Same here. Yeah, I think it does a good job of compartmentalizing travel, having to move less places. It, it does the Orioles no favors, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, all in all, I'm, as an objective fan, I think this is the way to go. Yeah, for sure. So the MLB has not ruled out the idea of fans being present. Hasn't been suggested yet either, and it's highly unlikely would you be comfortable going to a game or, as a player, having thousands of people come to your game? Um, if it's me, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with having all those people coming to the game. Uh, we talked last week about how having a bubble league might be the only chance for success in, the, uh, you know, in this coronavirus time. So, uh, so I think having fans and letting them into the games kind of burst the bubble and I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't be very comfortable with it if I were a player. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with it either. You know, coronavirus is still out there, and having a whole bunch of people in one place, thousands of people just increases the risk. No need to do that yet. The time will come, though. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's just keep it no fans. For certain. So one of the big rule changes this time is going to be the international rule, which is if a game goes into extra innings, teams would get to put a runner on second base with no outs. Uh, Do you like this? What are your thoughts? Well, with this rule, all you really need is two sacrifice flies to win, basically, if you're really launching them out. I'm not opposed to that. I understand why they're doing it, speeding up the games. I want to call myself a supporter, though, either, just because it puts um, such a greater chance on the team that just bats first to go, because, again, all I need is two sacrifice flies. But I, w- I would like to see it work out and lead to, hopefully, quicker games and extra innings, because I know they can definitely drag on once you get past nine. So, mm-hmm, Definitely. 
uh, in my opinion, I would just have the MLB take a page out of our favorite baseball league, the KBO's book, and just have uh, games end in ties. It hasn't happened yet in the uh, KBO, but if a game is still even after 12 innings, they just call it a tie. So I think the MLB should just go for this in, in the shortened season and just, uh, yeah, see if that works out. Order a home run derby. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love that. It's sort of like a shootout in hockey and stuff, but, but I would love a home run derby. Very exciting. So what do you think the highest win total will be this shortened season? Let's see. So, math expert uh, again did some math, and the record number of wins in a season is 116. So, if you divide that by 162 and then multiply that by 60, blah, 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 get the uh, winning percentage, it would be about 43 games. So, I'd say probably somewhere about there to, you know, have a 43 win shortened season. Numbers don't lie. Except when they're wrong and you have a crazy season. But <laughs> I, no, I, I agree, though. I think it'll be around that number. I won't be surprised if it went all the way up to 50, though. You have some powerhouse team like the Dodgers or Yankees. Mm. So, just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, this question, well, this is not a question. Okay, I'm going to start over. You're this good. will be impactful in any of the leagues, but how would a positive test affect the team in the MLB? Um, I think that it would be, you know, really vital. Um, with some of the leagues that are going into the playoffs, that would be a whole different kind of important. But in a really abbreviated MLB season, if you quarantine for 14 days, that puts you out about a fifth of the season. So, so that can be really impactful, especially in a game like baseball where pl- players and positioning is so important. Yeah, for sure. And I think it will impact them because each team has a – I believe they have a 60 60- – player pool right they can choose 60 players from their minor league um that sounds right system um and that that's just another thing that's weird about the season let's say one team just has a whole bunch of positive cases so they have to use their minor league Mm -hmm. but like a strong team like let's say the yankees that happens to them yeah and let's say the orioles none of their players test positive but since they're all like major league players regularly Mm-hmm. Who knows? They could catapult up the standings, and so basically, I'm just all this to say, I'm agreeing with you that yeah, it will be you know 14 days. That's the fifth of the season, and with such a small amount of games, that could seriously impact standings. So when people look back on this season, do you think they'll say, oh, it shouldn't count the same? What are your thoughts on that whole argument? I'm. I think it depends on who wins. Like, if the Orioles win, this definitely counts. It's going to be <laughs> only season that matters. But uh, what I would suggest for this weird season where you only play, like, less than half of the normal games, I would just come up with a separate trophy to be awarded at the end of the year. Not like a World Series trophy, but call it, like, the 2020 championship or something like that. Just it's weird, but it's a weird time and it's a weird season. So that's just my idea for how the MLB could work this out. Yeah, maybe like use a cup from Mario Kart, like the Leaf Cup or something. Oh yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) But my thoughts on this are, I don't know. To me, it's like a World Series trophy. It's a World Series trophy. They're the end. Mm, I think it'll kind of same. 
For sure. I mean, you, you will have to work hard to get it no matter what. 